Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Group podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about being a healthy leader. Today, you have your hosts, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Michael, how's, how's it going? going? It's going well. How are you? Good. I'm howdy. It's going good. Yeah. <laughs> tell, <laughs> me, it up. tell me, tell me a little bit about your Disney trip. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I just got back uh, Friday. Um, it was pretty good. I went to Alabama Airport, which was new. Um, and then, I mean, Disney was obviously fun. However, it was good the first couple of days. The last um, three days or so, the low. Get this in Florida, the low was thirty six with wind chill. Oh yeah, that's pretty cold for down there. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I uh, feel bad because I dragged Marissa to it, but we went to what's called like Mickey's Christmas party, mm-hmm. which is a one time, you know, you can only do it around Christmas time, obviously, but they shut down the park where there's like no one there. So they give out free hot chocolate and you know how big the line is for Space Mountain. Well, we yeah. got on it in 30 seconds and kept going on it again and again and again because there's oh, nobody awesome. in the park. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, we stood out for the parade because it was a one time thing. and It was uh 35 and obviously i'm in like shorts and a t-shirt because i expected to be in florida but no that did not happen (laughs) that's that's that sucks but that's awesome though that sounds like a good time yeah it was good how was uh how was your week otherwise i mean it wasn't disney filled but uh i had i had a busy i had a very busy week which actually kind of leads into this topic um just being a healthy leader but i had a very busy week personally things are going well um Things, yeah, things have been good. Been trying to be positive. You know, Christy and I, we had a conversation right before uh, Thanksgiving break, and just talking about wanting to be more positive, and even in bad situations or stressful situations, just trying mm-hmm. to look at everything from a positive outlook. And so, someone actually came up to me tonight uh, at church, and they're like, "Hey, uh, what's going on with you? You're like really happy." And I'm like, "Well, actually, I'm trying to be positive." And so, it's one of those things where you kind of yeah. like preach to yourself, and it yeah. starts to, you know, just just to overflow. So it's uh so things overall are good. It is a it is the holiday season. Uh mm-hmm. so there's obviously the stress added with that. But um but yeah, man, I don't I don't have personally anything to complain about right now. No, it's good. And I'm with you with the holiday stress except for the fact that uh be prepared for Christmas this year. Uh for those of you who don't know, Michael and I are family. You can go back and listen to that episode. But yeah. um we did all of our Christmas shopping actually in Disney. So I'm done. So I'm getting something Disney related for Christmas. Correct. Correct. You're gonna. But it's all good stuff, though. You're gonna one up everybody. I know. Well, wait till your kids come around, right? I mean, yeah. they got filled filled in Disney too. So yeah, Boom. Judah's gonna love you and Marissa, man. Yeah, we're the favorites this year. Just be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, getting into the topic, a healthy leader. So many people may presume that they are a healthy leader, or maybe they desire to be a healthy leader. Why don't you open up uh, to us a little bit and talk about the need for, for even having this conversation about being a healthy leader? Yeah, so I, it actually, you know, there are some other topics that I felt like I wanted to hit on. But this this kind of just feel like with the Christmas season around and the stress of the end of the year between work or ministry uh, as well as the family and you've got in-laws coming in town and all this stuff, um, it can become very daunting at times and really just turn into stress extremely quick. And so this past week, I probably put in between 75 and 85 hours of work. And by work, I mean of ministry. And that is my full-time job. Um, and it was one of those weeks, even whenever I tried to be home, stuff was coming up. 
and I had to go and be a pastor to people, uh, which which I love to do. That is that's what God's called me to do. So I'm not like looking at that in a uh, negative way, uh, but it was just unexpected things rose up, and I was able to be with my family less. I prayed less. I um, uh, my work stuff kind of got pushed off to the side, and it was legitimate things, legitimate concerns that arose in people's lives that I had to be there, kind of be their pastor for, which I totally. Uh, get that, and that's what I signed up for. But it led me to um, just thinking about how many people I know who have been in ministry or who work a whole life, work a whole lot in their life, and I constantly hear stuff like, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm frustrated, I don't have any time to do this, I don't have any time to do that. And it's really easy to point blame at certain aspects of it, but I think it's a much deeper and rooted issue that that is going on, especially in leaders in our generation, uh, is it's just people are constantly busy and constantly doing, um, and they're not remaining healthy. They're constantly just burning at one end of the stick, and and eventually that fuse is going to end up dying out. And if you are not prepared for that, or if you do not know how to manage your time, manage your spirituality, manage your health then once once it hits that, you're going to end up hitting a place of burned out, which I've been very close to in the past, uh, and I just don't want to see people go through that. And so this is kind of what sparked the conversation about being a healthy leader because, as Craig Groeschel says, if the leader is healthy, the organization will be healthy. If the leader gets more health healthy, if that's proper English, if the leader gets better, the organization will get better. And I believe all of us, we want our organizations to be better, and so, therefore, let's get better ourselves. Yeah, that was really good. Um, so, so with that said, uh, what does a healthy leader look like to you? So, a healthy leader t- for me is someone who is able to take the curveballs that life throws at, and still be able to prioritize their relationship with with God, their relationship with their family, their spouse, uh, but also being able to set boundaries. Uh, with the work and with ministry, unless there's serious stuff that comes up, obviously, again, someone passes away, you can't really do anything about that, right? You just kind of kind of have to step in. So a, a spiritual, healthy leader is someone who is looking at their spiritual state, their emotional state, the ebbs and flows, the breaks that they take, the rest that they take, the unplugging that they take to be able to rejuvenate themselves and kind of regain uh, their focus. And um, I mean, I can, let me just start real quick with like the spiritual healthy part. So this week I did less reading and less praying. And I noticed that it was easy for me to get short tempered with people or me. It was easier for me to get frustrated with people. And so it was one of those. I noticed the red flags. And so I was able to stop and kind of recalibrate myself and give the situations to God, give um allow myself to just sit and listen to worship music or pray or meditation, whatever it is, which then also ties into your emotional health as well. And so something I want to say is I believe every leader out there uh, has to be secure in who God has created them to be. Uh, Many times I see leaders who, who, and we've talked about this in church multiple times, but you look at the highlight reel of someone's Instagram feed and you think that that is their everyday life and you want to pursue that and you want to be like that. You get into this comparison trap. And what that does is it just starts beating you down. And there's this, this sense of, of, of um, self-worth that starts to kind of just fall down on yourself. And you start to look at yourself in a negative manner. You start to think less of yourself. And you forget that God is the one who's called you and who has anointed you 
uh, to do what only you can do. And I, and I want to say that again. God has called you and anointed you to do what only you can do. There are things that you can do, Nathan, that I can't do, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that is just the way that God distributes his gifts and his anointing to people. And so we have to be secure uh, spiritually speaking, but we also have to be secure and and be confident in who God has created us as individuals. Uh, the other aspect of that is the ebbs and flows. And so one of the things I've learned is that if I have a busy season, like for instance, um, really the first week in October up until, <coughs> excuse me, up until now has just been go, 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 uh, do, do, do. Um, speaking engagement to night of worship to, you, you know, incidences coming up and then family stuff coming up uh, mm-hmm. in our extended family that is just, uh, we just weren't expecting to happen. And so looking at the ebbs and flows, there are seasons where things get more stressful, but there are also seasons where you're going to have an opportunity to take a break. And the tendency for an insecure leader is during that break period to step in and try to do all the stuff that you weren't able to do during the busy period. And that's where I would challenge you and say during that break, take it as an opportunity to stop, to unplug, to sit and do nothing and to rest. Find a hobby. Um, find a hobby that you enjoy doing that is mindless and get your, your mind, get your thoughts off of everything. And so the other night, so Friday night, uh, I had just been going uh, literally the entire week from 7, 8 in the morning uh, until sometimes two o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, and my wife just came up to me and I immediately wanted to like, all right, I've got a break. I have a few hours now. I want to just, uh, let me pound out some stuff for Sunday because I was behind on that. And, uh, Christy came up to me and she's like, Hey, you can do that tomorrow. I know you already have to work tomorrow. So why don't you just stop tonight? And why don't you just unplug and why don't you play a game? So I might have played Red Dead Redemption for a few yeah, hours. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> which is a phenomenal game. I just finished it, like hit the credits, finished uh, it. Let's just have a quick side note. Have, <laughs> have you played online yet? Uh, no, that's next because I literally just finished the story, and I'm a hardcore guy where I don't play online until the story is done. Okay, well, you need to go play online. So the that's online gameplay yep. is it is fun, and then you can join our posse because it'll, be, it'll be fun. Yeah. But um, but like I did that and I just kind of unplugged for a few hours. And then Saturday, whenever I picked back up the work that was already there, I was able to get through it. I was a lot more focused. I wasn't stressed about anything mm-hmm. and I was able to get it done. And so this goes also um, like in a weekly base, but it also goes in a monthly base. And so I know probably once a month I need to break away. And let me back up. So once a mm-hmm. week, I need a few hours by myself. Once a month, I need at least a half a day by myself or a half a day just doing nothing on top of my once a week, um, kind of having a few hours by myself. Yep. Once every quarter, I have to get away for a night or two. And then once every year, I need a let me go uh, do something with with by myself or with two or three friends uh, for several days where I, I'm able to leave the house, I'm able to get refreshed, I'm able to have fun and not worry about church and ministry in order for me to be healthy. If I do not build those breaks and those periods of rest into my yearly personal calendar, um, I will catch myself just running on empty and at the end of the, the race just just you know barely making it to the finish line if I don't, if I don't cash out before that. So yeah. 
Uh, a healthy leader is someone who can look at their family, their spirituality, their emotions, the ebbs and flows, and is able to do it all ultimately unto the glory of God. So, No, that's good. That's really good. So, I mean, you kind of jumped in this a little bit with how you handle it, but how, how do you manage the balance between ministry and your relation with your family? Yeah, um, this is one that sometimes I still struggle with. And I would say I don't think it's a balance. I think that it's more so managing the seasons and the tension in the seasons. Mm. And so Christy and I, we've been in this long enough now. We know when the busy season is going to be for work. We know when the busy season is going to be for ministry. Uh, and so I know October of every year is going to be busy. We have a crap ton of birthdays. We have stuff going on at the church. It's the mm-hmm. biggest growth month of the church. <clears throat> and so I know that it's going to be a busy season for me. Uh, on the flip side, I know June, July, and August, specifically July and August for us, are extremely low-key months. And so what I will try to do is I will try to spend a lot of time with my family during July and August, because I know once mid-September gets here, things are going to get revved up and it's going to be busy through the end of the year. And so it's one of those things where we look at what's coming ahead and we communicate with each other. Some very practical things that we do is we share calendars. Um, Anyone who has iCloud or I don't know what Android has, but you can share your Like the rest of the world, Google. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'll forgive you. That's fine. Um, But, you know, you share calendars. And so whenever I add an appointment or a meeting, I'm able to go to the calendar and I'm able to look, does my wife have anything planned? Do we have a meeting we have to go to? Is it date night? And my wife Mm -hmm. literally schedules date night and my wife literally schedules family time. And, and so I'm able to look at that. Uh, so that's, that's one way. Another way, and it doesn't happen every week, but try to keep your Sabbath a holy day. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Trying to keep, for me, it's Fridays. I try. It doesn't always happen, but I try to keep Fridays a day that I can just spend time and hang out with my family. Um, And then some other stuff is just always, I try to always communicate with my wife, and I used to be really bad at this, but I feel like I'm getting better. Uh, But communicate with my wife the expectations that I have for the week going into the week. And so almost every Sunday we sit down and we lay out, All right, here's the doctor's appointments with the kids. Here's the meetings I've got. Um, I'm going to be out late. I have a board meeting, you know, Monday night. Tuesday night and Wednesday night are free. Let's not do anything. It's family nights at home. Thursday night's practice. This is what's going on here. And we're able to communicate. If she needs time away from from everyone, we give her that time. And so I really feel that has helped to uh, at least manage the tension between ministry and family. And I'll, Mm. I'll say this. Family always trumps ministry. Yep. Always trumps. Now, there are seasons, and your family should understand, there will be seasons that you will get into where they get extremely busy. But if you are continuously putting ministry over your family, you are cheating your family, and your family will fall apart. Yeah. And so just kind of as a, a warning for people. No, that's, that's really good. Um, what can an organization do to help leaders uh, remain and, and stay healthy. Yeah. So I, this is, I, you know, just thinking about this as well, because I know some churches, some churches in the, in the church context, it's just go, go, do, do. And, um, they expect volunteers or volunteer leaders to work full time at the church, also work full time and have a family 
and it can just get extremely exhausting. And I think we've been guilty of this. And for leaders, leaders who are volunteers, it wears them down. Leaders in your church, it wears down because you fill your calendar with a bunch of church activities instead of being intentional about it. And so what we've tried to do organizationally is we have looked at our ebbs and flows, going back to that, as a church, we've talked about this in calendar planning, and we've looked at our calendar for the year, and we know, we know that January is a low-key month for us. February, February through May is fairly busy, Easter time being extremely busy. We intentionally keep summers stupidly, stupidly simple, stupidly simple. Um, we're not going to try to fight against anything. Uh, and then we know that the fall season is our biggest season up until Christmas. And so what we've done is uh, this past year, uh, we started Sabbath. And so we have Sabbath in August where we shut the church down uh, staffing-wise for a week. We don't have church on a Sunday. And and we kill all groups. We kill basically everything going on yep. um, in in that month for, for at least a week, sometimes a week and a half. And that gives everyone an opportunity to kind of just like, Hey, I'm going to stay home and I'm going to hang out with my family uh, because we know that the busy season's coming. And so then you have a few months that are busy, but we intentionally try to keep November simple, simple because we know Christmas is going to be busy. And then right after Christmas, we shut down the church for a week and a half, you know, uh, from, from December 25th through uh, usually January 2nd or 3rd, there is nothing going on at the church. Um, offices are closed and just go hang out and be with your family. And so uh, the calendar plays into it, giving your leaders breaks. If you are a leader and you need a break, take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Jim and Jen Waltersdorf, uh, they needed a break this year and they said, Hey, we need to, we need to take two and a half months off. And I said, all right, take two and a half months off. Don't even come to church. Um, and, and just, you know, spend time with your family. And they came back, and they came back shooting on all cylinders, like firing mm-hmm. on all cylinders, because yep. they had that that period to be able to break. And so the church organizationally has to be able to give your congregation, give your leaders a break whenever things get hectic. And there's been times where I've needed a break. You you know that mm-hmm. uh, whenever Allie was born, I took six weeks off just to yep. to be home, and you, you filled in for me. So I think those are kind of some of the the things that yeah, the, no, the church the, can do. Yeah, no, that's really good. And to make sure that the church is always encouraging her, right? Because not everyone's yeah. going to be like the Walter Sturfs and take the initiative. You as a leader need to make sure that you see that in leaders and give them the opportunity to almost put the step forward first so it's a opening environment for it, not something that's awkward to ask for. Yeah, and yeah, and I'll, I'll say, like, I've tried to be more proactive. I'm probably not perfect at this, but I've tried to be more proactive that if I see someone who's constantly late, someone who's constantly dropping the ball, approach them and don't approach them and be like, dude, you're not doing this stuff. Approach them and say, Hey, how are you? What's (laughs) going on with you? Because most of the time it's something, it's a deeper issue internally where they're burned out. That's going on. That's affecting everything around them. Right. Right. Yep. So, so with all this, what is, what has been your greatest struggle? I love the local church and my greatest struggle has been learning to leave church and ministry at the door whenever mm-hmm. I walk into my home and be a father and a husband. Yep. And it's something that I have definitely gotten better since we've had kids, but it used to be date nights. I would talk about church. We're going on a trip. I would talk about church. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hanging out with some friends and it was church. And I feel like I've gotten into a groove where 
uh, Christy and I do talk about church and do talk about ministry when it's needed. But I approach her and I say, usually from the office, I'll send her a text or a message or whatever and say, hey, I need to talk with you about X, Y, and Z tonight. Can we set aside 30 minutes of our night to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. And yep. so I let her know in advance. And man, it has made a huge, huge difference in our yeah. marriage, in our relationship. Um, and so I think that was probably my greatest struggle um, was was kind of finding that balance. And And let me just also say this. Uh, And this also applies to organizationally as well. I have a tendency to want to do more whenever I need to do less because you get more results the less you do and Mm -hmm. because you're focused than the more you do. The more you do just to keep busy is going to pull you away from your family. Mm -hmm. It's going to pull you away from your job, your your main, your core responsibilities. And so I would say that's, that's the other thing is learning to do less so that I can do more. Yeah. No, that's really good. And we even talked about that a little bit, um, I think, two episodes ago where yeah. it was, um, you know, even if you have a, a friend in leadership that you hire on to, having those same same boundaries, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it's just, hey, you, just because you see him all the time doesn't mean you have to talk church all the time. Yeah, You know, totally, set those totally. times up. It's great. Um, so kind of last question here is, uh, what, what are some practical steps um, someone like us can take or you can take uh, as a leader, you know, to kind of get towards this this goal? Yeah, so uh, very practical, set a schedule. And we've talked about this Mm -hmm. before, but make a set schedule and try to live by your set schedule. So I know every Monday morning my wife is going to go grocery shopping and I'm going to stay home with the kids. Mm -hmm. And then at 1 o'clock I have staff meeting. And then at 3.30 I have follow-up, usually with other staff. And then about 5.36 I'll be home. I know on Tuesday, Tuesday is I have a uh, sermon prep in the morning and a few meetings in the afternoon. Wednesday is all sermon prep. Thursday is finishing up whatever and planning for the future. And so I, I have a set schedule work-wise every week. And as long as I adhere to my set schedule, it makes my wife's job easier. It mm-hmm. makes my job easier. And mm-hmm. I'm able to be proactive. And I usually find myself getting done with stuff far sooner than I expected because you get in a routine and that routine yep. um, just, just is able to uh, just kind of work itself. With that said... Having a set schedule and your your family getting used to that set schedule, when you have weeks like I had last week where I go from working 40 hours to 75 to 80 hours a week, my wife understands because I've been diligent about trying to keep a set schedule. Family time is family time. Work time is work time. That type of thing. Yeah. Um. So that's extremely practical. And I would encourage if you're leading people on your team, get them on a set schedule. Um to where you know and they know the expectations. Uh, some not so practical, kind of practical. I, I just want to say this because I think a lot of leaders out there sometimes suffer from depression, anxiety, fear. Mm-hmm. It keeps them up at night. I've been there. Man, get help. Get help. Um, get help if you need to talk to someone. Get advice if you need counsel on how to handle a situation. There are pastors and leaders out there who have been through it. There is nothing new under the sun get help. And then the the last thing that I would say um, is have time with your friends to be able to have fun. Like not church wise. Mm -hmm. And this again, we talked about two weeks ago, but just kind of reiterate, have time with your friends to, to let loose. And I'm not talking about in a sinful way, but to take off the pastor hat or to take off the leader hat and just, I'm Michael, I'm Nathan, I'm Bob, whoever we're going to hang out and we're going to 
watch a show or we're going to play a game or we're going to sit by a campfire or do whatever it is that men do nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. and just, just have fun. And so I think, you know, making sure that you have guardrails set up for your life, knowing that if I start to get out of whack in these areas, I have people and friends who will call me up, getting help whenever you need to get help, and then setting a schedule and communicating your expectations with your spouse. Uh, I think those are just some practical, yep. uh, somewhat practical steps, next steps, so to speak. And so, and let me let me just say this. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll close out on this. I promise. This is this is my third preacher close, right? Yeah. And so, um, find out why do you exist as a person, mm-hmm. and what are your values as a family, and where are you and your family headed in the future? And yep. so, and this goes to even organizationally. Why do we exist? Why do you exist? What are my family values? And what's the vision for my life? And then plan the steps to be able to get you from where you are to where you need to be in a healthy way. And as Eugene Peterson says, obedience or discipleship is long obedience in the same direction. It's small Mm -hmm. step after small step after small step after small step and that will keep you healthy. And so it's when you feel like when you don't feel like reading your Bible, you pick it up and you read for 10 minutes a day and you pray. Whenever you mm-hmm. don't feel like worshiping, you worship. When you don't feel like going and hanging out and getting involved in a group, you do that to keep yourself on track and to keep yourself on check and to continuously grow. And you'll see that you go, as Paul says in Scripture, from glory to glory to glory. And then five yeah. years from now, your family's healthy, your finances are healthy, you're spiritually, emotionally healthy. Um, and you're not burned out, you're not stressed, and you're having more fun, and you're doing less work than you ever expected. And that's yeah. what I just want to kind of leave people with to challenge them with. No, that's that's great. And I want to encourage everyone who's listening to this, if if you have any questions about what we talked about or you're, you're struggling with something and need someone to talk to, as Michael said, he's gone through it. So you can email us at podcast at insideoutgroup.org, or you can go to the website and at the top click the contact button. Um, we'd love to hear from you and kind of, as Michael said, just kind of help you out in any way. Even if, if Michael can't help you, um, he probably knows someone who, who definitely uh, yeah. could. Yeah. Yeah. And, and real quick, before we yeah, close please. out, yep. because we value taking a break, we want to let everybody know oh, Christmas, perfect. Christmas day and January 1st, there will be no podcast. So we're going to finish out. We've got three more podcasts counting this one. And then the 25th and the 1st, there are no podcasts. We'll kick back up on Tuesday, the 8th with a new podcast because we're going to take a break and we're going to hang out with our families and do nothing for two weeks. Just yeah. letting you know. However, be prepared because the episode before we go on break, the 18th, yes. we're going to do something special, something long, something that's kind of um, – right now we're doing this remote, but most of them we do in person. We'll do one in person. That'll be extremely long, probably an hour or so, and – Something good, so be prepared for that. So you'll have something to keep you over for those two weeks. Real good. Cool. All right, I'll let you close out. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so if you want to hear more from the Inside Out group, you can find us uh, on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, um, any any basic podcast app. We're on there, so you can find us at insideoutgroup.org. You can find Michael at MikeMoreALB on all social media or therealmikemore.com, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you.